this is Craig Resnick coming to you from the ARC Advisory Group. And with me today is my special guest, Pat Byrne, Chief Executive Officer at G Digital. How are you doing today, Pat? Doing great. Thanks very much, Craig. You know, certainly as we as we come to you during these unprecedented times of the pandemic, we've all been spending an awful lot of time talking to our customers. Uh, I know you've been talking to your customers. What are you what are you hearing from your customers and how are they responding to the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I've spent time with customers a lot over the last month. You know, when you're off airplanes, you actually get some more time sometimes to just reach out. And in a number of different industries, the utilities industry, the power generation industry, manufacturing, and all over, all over the world as well. And kind of the way that conversation goes is that it's kind of got three parts to it. The first one is, is how are you doing? You know, it's amazing how this is such a shared experience where everybody's at home, people are thinking about their elderly parents or or their own health, their own communities. And so that's the that's inevitably the first part of every conversation. The second thing that usually happens in the conversation is talking about, so what does this mean for you short term? How are you adjusting? And what I'm hearing from customers is this is now a few weeks ago, but they're really stabilizing their organizations. They're thinking about how to get the right people in the right places. They're figuring out the new barriers that exist, how they operate their business, making adjustments. I talked to one customer who's got plants all over the world, and and a couple of them are in hot spots. And so he was really figuring out how were they going to support the business while keeping their employees safe. So that comes up, how do I make an adjustment and how do I operate the company? Software is a big piece of the answer, and I'm sure we'll, we can talk about that, but being able to use our software to help continue to operate the company when their companies when there's remote work. The kind of last thing we inevitably talk about is what does the recovery look like and what's the new normal and when is the new normal? And I'm sure we'll get a chance to chat about that a little bit more, but that's kind of what does this look like out the back? If this is winter, what does springtime look like as uh, the business recovers? But overall, customers are trying to be resilient, trying to focus on their customers. You know, are you seeing things where the, I would say common denominator where there is similar experiences between some of the customers you talk to or there, are you seeing some unique uh, things that are different amongst the different customers? So how do you, how is that coming up in your conversations? Yeah. So what I would say is that, is that there are customers that are first kind of first order in the main, their business is not really impacted by COVID. So for example, a regulated utility is still delivering electricity. And the demand is similar to what it was before. There are some exceptions to this, but the demand is, for them, the main thing is, how do I adjust my workforce? How do I make sure that I can continue to run when people, your people, your GE people can't come into our business as easily, or our people can't come into that? So that's one pattern. And that's mostly about restabilizing and then enabling that workforce to work remotely productively. There's a second set of customers where the demand signal has really been changing. So for example, we sell to consumer packaged goods companies. Uh, we sell to one company, for example, that makes toilet paper. And as you, uh, you know, sort of a global run on toilet paper, so there's a lot of demand. They're trying to figure out how to deliver that demand. And so you know, more people go into grocery stores. On the other hand, there's other customers we've got where the demand signal has changed. They're you know, really in a period of time where, where it, it's really uncertain and they're making adjustments and they're trying to shift capacity. And so that, that's what I mean, that's where really I see about resilience is how do they create more flexibility? How do they mobilize 
to where the demand is in their business while keeping their employees safe. But those are sort of two different kinds of customers. I remember in the, in, your, in the first question, you had talked a little bit about utilities, and we all know how important it is that GE Digital, the software that you provide to kind of help utilities, you know, stabilize the grid, you know, especially in this age of high supply variability, which is, you know, kind of caused by renewables. Are there any models from the past to draw on to manage the unpredictability and disruption that's caused by the pandemic, especially as regards to the utilities? Yeah, so I think that the best utilities have really worked on this idea of resilience. If you think about if you're used to storm patterns and winter storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, that's sort of a an impact on your operations and you're running a, a grid you've really built resilience into your model. You've tried to make sure that that if the demand changes or if people need to be in a different place, you have an early warning, you can mobilize them, you can enable those mobile workers to be highly effective. So I think that's the closest model to this is the built-in resilience and the built-in pre-planning and flexibility that they've tried to build into their organization. Now, there's another wrinkle to this, which is how do you keep it highly compliant, highly secure, right? The The grid is one of the largest machines in the world. It's very complicated. It's very distributed. And so that's another thing that is coming up in this. How do you protect it from a compliance and security point of view as we're facing this? But, you know, I do think that some of these weather events are probably the closest proxy for grid operators. Yeah, that that's for certainly for sure. You know, one of the things, and you certainly know this so well as a as a CEO, is is you know one of the most important tasks you have is keeping your employees safe and at the same time, trying to keep your operations running. How are you finding that uh, the companies are using your software to to do that right now? Many many customers. The majority of our customers are thinking about how do they how do they extend the value of our software. Right, what our software does is really help operate assets. We operate, we analyze, we optimize operations, people's businesses around critical assets. And so that is right in the heart of operating these businesses. And and of course, we use software in operation centers on factory floors. Customers are doing, and we've released a number of versions of software that, you know, a number of our businesses over the last weeks to ensure that our customers can use that software, that capability, and get as close to full access as we can deliver as if they were in their own operation center, as if they were in their own factory. And so uh, there's a number of examples of that, but really in each of our businesses, we're we're figuring out how to make this more virtual so that the, the management, the supply chain folks, the people that are operating the critical assets can be seamless and be at home. And of course, everybody's used to working at home now or people that are using um, collaboration software, but this is really industrial strength software used to operate critical infrastructure and and doing that remotely, securely, in a compliant way with virtual teams is really what we focused on since this pandemic. And our customers are really delighted with our response and engagement. You know, you brought up the whole point of supply chain, and that's something that uh, we've we've certainly had continuous continuous questions regarding from a lot of our customers here. How are your customers using the digital technologies to secure their own supply chains? And and, uh, what can you do to kind of help them make their supply chains uh, more resilient? Yeah, so we've, Supply chains end up under real strain, these businesses, because the demand signals are changing, as well as the supply chain are real companies with real people working in them. They've got delivery networks, they have scheduling systems, they have inventory positions. And so 
That is one of the key questions people are asking. It really starts with it really starts with what does the demand look like? Because they're trying to make sure they can respond to their own demand. So that's the first thing we're helping them with, is to make sure across to work with them across their network to integrate their overall demand. Many customers are trying to understand an enterprise view of their demand so that they can plan their supply accordingly. If they grew up with through acquisition or through just the way they operate in many silos, that's more of a challenge. So one of the key things we've done is with our, with our uh, manufacturing data cloud and other offerings, we've been able to provide an integrated view for our customers so they can see a more holistic picture. And in that holistic picture, be able to be able to go back into their supply chain and say, what are the new bottlenecks? And for many customers, that data is critical for really the war rooms that got or the working systems they've had to build to be more resilient. They're going to be more effective working with their supply base because of understanding better what the requirements are going to be and the timing of those requirements. So I'd say that that integrated enterprise view, by the way, that's also true in power generation. It's also true in the oil and gas market. It's also true on electric grids. This enterprise view of supply and demand gives you much more tools to be resilient and to focus on the critical bottlenecks. And I think that's where we're at in the pandemic. As this has gone on now a number of weeks, we've gone from disruption to stabilization to really now understanding the underlying supply and demand profiles. Well, it sounds like you've certainly had a lot of uh, great in-depth discussion with you, with your customers and giving them uh, some good tools how to pull through uh, this whole pandemic crisis. Do you have any more specific examples, let's say from the utility side or maybe from another one from an industrial manufacturing side that you'd want to uh, take a little bit deeper dive into as far as how you're helping the customers? I think on the power generation, first order, which you'd expect with power generation is that people are still consuming power, but a fair amount of power generation is actually used in industrial output. So another thing that we're working with our customers, if you think about springtime, and this is a real example, springtime is really the period of time where regulated utilities and other power generation customers are doing planned outages. They actually take assets off the grid. They maintain those. They upgrade them. They obviously keep the grid running, but they because the springtime, it isn't winter where heat is needed. It isn't summer when air conditioning is needed. It's really a transition month. So right now, annually, there's a lot of those maintenance activities being planned during this period of time. But we have sort of a unique situation where the demand is changing there because, for example, if the power was going to industry and those industries are not using as much power, you actually have a bigger opportunity right now to do more of those kind of maintenance and maintenance and upgrades and position yourself if you're a power generation customer, position yourself for coming out even stronger. And so the this is not just a pandemic that happened at, you know, it happened in the month of March and April. So that's the other thing going on is we serve seasonal businesses and there's seasonal demand patterns and seasonal things that are happening. So that's the other thing that I would say is a, is a good example there is just managing through the power cycles and how to really strengthen the business. That's what I think executives are starting to ask. What does the recovery pattern look like? But how do I be sure I invest now? smartly so that as I recover, I'm actually in better condition, take advantage of the fact that, that there are some downturns or you know some uh, short-term impact to the business. 
you know, at the same time, they've got to do that more remotely. They've got to do with keeping employees off sites. And so it takes a lot of uh, work with customers to work through how to do that most effectively. On the one hand, they want to go fast. On the other hand, they've still got to manage in a very kind of disruptive environment. They're really looking for the help, the guidance, as well as the practical help to get themselves in a good condition in their business. One of the questions that I have, and it's really regarding both GE Digital as a software company and, and GE overall, and and how are you using software both to uh, continue the successful operations of GE Digital and, and how is GE Corporate uh, leveraging software, uh, you know, for the same for the same purpose? All our teams went remote, you know, right at the time that most, of, at least the United States were. Of course, this was started in Europe before, so that was happening earlier. We have a, a significant operation in the Middle East and Asia. But if I just use the U.S. as an example, uh, about a month ago, a little more than that, we all went to working from our homes. And, and we're using all of our collaboration software. Obviously, we're not traveling. We're conducting our operating reviews. We're conducting our problem solving. We're doing training. This week, for example, we're training hundreds of people on lean tools this week using collaboration tools to be able to do that. That's really, we very quickly pivoted to that. And then we're using the same tools our customers are using. And if I think about our manufacturing customers and the ability to work remotely, the same tools, the iFix and Simplicity products, our, our SCADA automation software supports these same clients. And we have employees that are right in the middle of water and wastewater and and manufacturing operations support the pharmaceutical industry in each of those industries the same software our customers are using we're helping implement upgrade install so just like our customers make the transition uh, we're using that software as well as all of our collaboration and really keeping the business running our goal is to not miss a beat not be distracted but to stay focused meet our customers needs and think about our customers' customers. How can we help our customers serve their customers better? You know, that's a, that's a, certainly a great point. You know, we all we all look forward to the day when this pandemic will, will pass. But certainly we've heard many smart people saying, you know, the world may never be the same. And from your point of view, what, what do you see the future looking like? And how do you see the world uh, changing as a result of the pandemic? I think there's going to be, in the sort of medium-term time frame, there's going to be some some sort of a semi-open economy where all of us are, until there's a vaccine, until there's adequate testing and tracking, I don't know how long that lasts, but I think that's an interim period. But you know, the longer this lasts, the bigger impact it is, the longer that semi-open period lasts, the more these um, ways of working, these new ways of working become embedded and optimized and people make adjustments. So I think that more remote work, more digitally enabled critical workflows where you've got a critical business process that normally you'd be in a building, you'd be in an operations center, you'd be in a manufacturing plant, you'd be at, as I said, like a water, wastewater facility. The more that becomes remotable, the more it becomes, it becomes really new patterns of working so the teams are more collaborative. I think that the team collaboration tools and the operating tools are going to get integrated over time. Right now, the team collaboration tools, and there's a number of vendors that have team collaboration tools, those are largely IT tools, not operations technology tools. Our tools are operations technology tools. 
allow remote operations. The longer this goes, I think the intersection of those collaboration tools and those operations tools gets more attention. So I think what, you know, what this looks like out the back and how will the world be changed? I think I like being in a digital business because I think software is the way that we're going to be able to create a more efficient and collaborative world. Maybe my other comment on this would be if people are remote, then the things have to become remote. So machines have to be remotable. If people are going to be remote, machines are going to have to be remote. And so the Internet of Things is all about machines. And so I think this just accelerates our digital transformation in industries. Yeah, you're so certainly right about the, that digital transformation acceleration because, you know, I can see how your customers as well as G Digital are going to be applying the lessons of, of COVID-19. Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit on some of some other ways you think they're going to apply the COVID-19 lessons just as a result of, uh, of what they've experienced through this pandemic? Certainly people are going to think about how to create more resilience. Because this thing, this thing went from business as usual to everybody's working from home in record time, a matter of days and weeks. And so I think that, that strategies to do that, strategies to enable the full functioning securely in a compliant way with full operational performance is going to be a premium on organizations, how teams are organized, what roles there are in organizations, how do you create fundamentally create resilience and flexibility in an organization. I think that as a result of COVID, there will be new markets that will emerge. There'll be new markets will open up for the, and there'll be markets under pressure. That's going to create a whole new set of innovations that'll come as a result of, of not only how people cope with this, but the opportunities that emerge from it. Probably the other thing is really around talent. So not only the technology, but also the talent, the ability to solve problems working remotely, the ability to solve problems that emerge very rapidly, and you have to restabilize, you have to communicate, you have to create flexibility. That's one of the key things I think organizations are going to be looking for, not not just a, a technology stack, but organization and talent development. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we've, we've talked a lot about how uh, your customers are working remotely. We've talked a lot about how G Digital is working remotely. You know, I guess my final question to you, Pat, is how has your own work changed and, and how are you working differently as a result of, uh, of the pandemic? I'm on a lot less airplanes. So I think I've canceled 10, you know, 10 trips. So a lot less airplanes. The days start early because I'm on the West Coast. The East Coast wakes up. So the days start at four or five in the morning. There's more real-time management where we're really learning new things every week. So the kind of the clock speed of the business has picked up. I actually have more time in my schedule in a lot of ways because I'm not on airplanes. I've tried to spend that time reaching out to people. You know, this is a time you've really, as a leader, you've got to reach out, reach out to customers, reach out to employees, understand what the barriers are to effective execution, help people become productive, employees or customers. So we've really tried to focus on safety first. That's clearly, I mean, I'm washing my hands dozens of times per day, just like everybody else. I'm cleaning doorknobs, safety for ourselves, for our employees, for our families, for our communities, and then service. How do, we how do I serve the business? How do I serve our employees? How do we serve our customers? How do we really anticipate and help our customers serve their customers? And then strength, staying strong personally, um, getting rest, and then making sure we're focused as a team so we can have an impact. Those are the three watchwords we've really tuned into as we go through this and, and the adjustments that I'm making. 
trying to, to make sure that we've got our eyes wide open for our employees, for what's happening with our customers. And I do really think our our um, our position of the, as a company is very strong and we can move through this very well. And so I'm very confident in the future. Well, that's great, Pat. Uh, we really uh, we really appreciate your uh, your philosophy and all that you're doing, uh, both with GE Digital and as well as uh, partnering with your customers during this unprecedented time. So I want to thank you very much, Pat, for being here today. And uh, we wish uh, you uh, well, be well, be safe, be healthy. And we wish certainly everybody at uh, GE Digital and all of our uh, everyone else that uh, same the same best wishes. This is Craig Resnick with you from ARC Advisory Group. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you.